Welcome to the haunt. This is the lead. Hello. I'm Brick. I'm Shisha. And I'm stressed. Yeah. Understandable. We have my daughter with us today. <laughs> she's, if y'all don't know, she's two. <laughs> she's a Gemini and she's a Latina. She's a lot. <laughs> she also did a nap today. So you might hear a child. You might hear some laughing. You might hear a question. You know, just. You might hear some crying. <laughs> might hear some crying. Yep. Whether it's her or me, to be determined. We have no idea yet. <laughs> we'll see how this recording goes. Maybe both. Maybe, Maybe, Maybe me both. as well. All three. Wow. Three people going at once. Yikes. 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 She's currently hanging off me like I am a double gym, but of course, you know, that's how life is. Yeah. So what are uh, we talking about today? I'm so lost. Okay. <laughs> Let me just do. So today, I also kind of said what I was going to be talking about today in one of the Ooh. last ones that we had a recording day, not the last one you just heard. <laughs> gotcha. Um, so today, baby, nap. maybe you should follow in your baby's footsteps and take a nap as well. A little one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, no. Maybe. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so. She just had like eight different facial expressions there. She's like, <laughs> She's like. Bye, 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 bye. What? Go watch Trolls on your iPad then. Stop hissing at people, Zuzo. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we're talking. Um, we're talking about the Stanford prison experiment. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> so what sorry what are we talking about the Stanford prison experiment Ooh, fun it's I learned about this in school a long 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 time ago mm, it's, it's creepy it is very fucking creepy and yeah. I don't understand the fucking dude that wanted to do this actually is psychotic like yeah, 110%. Yeah. He has but, to be. Well, he was a psychology teacher. I think all psychology people... Are a little psychotic? A little bit. Why it do you think sense. I wanted to study psychology? Because I myself thought I was psychotic. <laughs> no. My toys. My toys. Let's see if that's better. So I'm not Stanford touching your toys. The prison experiment was a psycho- psychological experiment conducted in August 1971. Alrighty. It was a two-week simulation of a prison. Chill out. <laughs> of a prison environment that examined the effects of situational variables on participants, reactions, and behavior. Stanford University no, psychology no, professor no. Philip Zimbordo. Actually, I really don't care how to say his name because he's awful. 
Got it. Um, led the research team who administered the study. Participants were recruited from the local community. Within an ad in the newspaper offering a hundred, not hundred and fifteen. Fifteen dollars. I was gonna say one hundred and fifteen. Ooh. Fifteen dollars a day to male students who wanted to participate in a psychological study of prison life. Volunteers were chosen after assessments of psychological stability and then randomly assigned to being prisoner or prison guard. Um, yeah, many people have questioned the validity of these methods. Yeah, you don't think it was a random assignment we'll get there okay we'll get there okay um this is, a, this, is a, this is like a brief overview of like what it all was and all entailed and then i go into a little deeper more. i have many, many oh all right i see that notes to uh, go. uh lots of yards were given uniforms simply to de-individualize and they were instructed to per- uh to prevent prisoners from escaping right uh, the experiment officially started when prisoners were arrested by real police. Okay. Uh, uh, over the following so five days... my question is, going into this, did the prisoners know they were going to be prisoners, or did they just know when they got arrested? Uh, they knew when they got arrested. That's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um... Psycho- uh, psychological abuse of the prisoners by the guards became increasingly brutal. Uh-huh. And then one person came in to save the day. We'll get to her, and I love her, because she's a bad bitch. Alrighty. Um, hello, turn the paper. Thank you very much. All You're right. welcome. <laughs> so a little more of the overview. They call they shortened to SPE. Has been uh, referenced and critiqued as an example of an unethical psychological experiment mm-hmm. and the harm inflicted on the participants in this mm-hmm. and other experiments in the post World War II era prompt, sorry, baby girl, prompted American universities to improve their ethical requirements and instructional institution. I'm not sure. I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> Uh, improve their ethical requirements and institutional review for human subjects experiments to prevent them from being similar similarly harmed other researchers have found difficult to reproduce the study especially given those constraints critics have described the study as unscientific and fraudulent interesting So funding and methodology. Um, The official website of SPE describes the experiment's goals. Uh, We wanted to see what the psychological effects were of a prisoner or a prison guard. To do this, we decided to set up a simulated prison and then carefully note the effects of this institution on the behaviors of all those within its walls, which... That sounds like a great, you know, good experiment to have. Mm-hmm. As someone who has had family members in prison. On paper, it sounds great. On paper, that sounds great. Because then they can yeah. critique how the prison system is. Yes. Which 
should be done doesn't needs work to be done. It, it needs you know, it's awful yeah it needs to be a lot it needs to be, to be yeah there needs to be a lot of reform in our prison system a hundred and ten percent don't mind her she's a little crazy um and then 1996 stanford news article no way no way zimbardo's primary reason for conducting the experiment was to focus on the power of rules of roles, rules, symbols, groups, identity, and uh, situational validation of yeah. of behavior that that generally would repulse ordinary individuals. I had been conducting research for some years on denied validation, denied validation, vandalism. And dehumanization that inst- that illustrated the ease within which ordinary people could be led to engage in antisocial acts by putting them in situations where they felt anonymous or they could uh, perceive of or perceive of others in ways that made them less than humans, enemies, or objects. That's I was the... struggling to pay attention to that. I'm sorry. I know. She is really cute, but she's also very much distracting. <laughs> so pretty much, he basically says that he wants to make people feel un- unhuman. Oh, that and was human. the goal of his. He was all like, he wants to make them see how, like, being in, like, a group, being in a group of people can affect that and to go in, like, either antisocial, like, you know, engaging mm-hmm. in social acts like putting them in situations where they oh, felt she is spilling. Yeah, I felt something cold on my leg. Here. Or <laughs> um uh anonymous or they could participate uh others in ways that made them less than human and enemies or objects. So pretty much he wanted people to feel not like people that was the whole point of this that experiment was, yeah, he said, coming out of his mouth Ew. in a news article but the website something completely different you know yeah like dude how is the website that you supposedly because that's how he got the funding create, right so yeah. he basically lied about what the he experiment was going to be lied, about and you'll see how in like it's a little intense. <laughs> the, the study was funded by the U.S. official, the U.S. Office of Naval Research to understand antisocial behavior. The United States Navy and Marine Corps uh, wanted to investigate conflict between military guards and prisoners. So I mean, also like that too. That's a good thing to like understand the conflict. Why is there so much conflict? Why is it going on? You know, mm-hmm. that's a good thing to want to figure out so you can right. better ass- assess. Right. You know, so that's what they were thinking. They funded this. Right, which know? is a good experiment. It's a very but good like, experiment when it's yeah. done correctly. Yeah. Um, and when I, when I tell people are still criticizing this experiment, the oh, latest yeah. one that I found was in 2017. Yeah. People were still criticizing this experiment, and it's been yeah. how many years? Oh, yeah. People are still very upset about it. And I can understand why. Yeah. No, oh, me too. I can understand me why. Me too. Um, it was not okay. Uh, and, like, it's been questioned, like, if, like, what they've done even meets, like, scientific criteria. 
Because they, because he was asked questions about like, oh, what's the independent variable? You know, the common things for a hypothesis. Mm-hmm. You need to have an independent variable. You need to have, you know, you need to have like your, you know, different variables and like what are the different variables? You know, right? Yeah. You have a control. You need to have, mm-hmm. you know, and then however many variables you so desire to see what you're trying to figure out. Mm-hmm. You know, type of thing. Yeah. Um. That didn't happen. Uh. So in my unprofessional scientific opinion yes this is not a a valid experiment because from what i looked into i can find yeah there wasn't a control and there so this makes sense now why i didn't learn a lot about this experiment when i was a psychology major because i think a lot of people try to just brush over it because it ignored a lot of protocols and and scientific method and And i'm pretty sure i actually learned about it when we were learning about ethics and psychology because that's what it's more about than anything very questionable ethics yes very questionable ethics and i'm not sure how much you remember but shit kind of like hits the fan yeah relatively fast yeah relatively fast so um so psychology and Psychology instructors at both New York University and University of Amsterdam dismissed Zimbardo's study, stating that releasing the article to an obscure journal demonstrated that Zimbardo's was unable to conceive, to not conceive, <laughs> convince <laughs> fellow psychologists of the valid of the validity and reliability of his study. This. Action taken by Zimbardo broke the traditional tradition of scientific dissemination. Dis- it's a big word and I cannot pronounce it. I have a speech problem. Um, by publishing in other journals before publishing in a scientific peer-reviewed journal. So <laughs> it's heavy. Yeah. Oh, it's cleaning. Like Appreciate it. Like to clean. So yeah, he basically like published in like so many really random like n- newspaper, not gonna like you know other places, uh-huh. but never in like the 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 big science, you know, right? Because they're all like, um, this is not okay. So he's kind of a ethically questionable guy to begin with. Oh, <laughs> very questionable to begin with. Very very questionable. So, um, they were getting paid, like, $15 a day, right? Yeah. Well, in 2020, when I looked at this stuff, that's about $108 a day today in today's okay. money. Which, oh, can is we inflation that really inflation? that bad? Can we talk about that? Oh. <laughs> that's the bad. Oh, that's upsetting. That's, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Is it really that bad? Yes. Because there wasn't anybody making $108 an hour. A gallon of gas. What did it say? My mom said a gallon of gas when I was born in 98 was like a dollar. Yeah. For a gallon of gas. But like, because I'm trying to look at it as like salary wise, right? Like $15 an hour is about minimum wage right now. And these people are making 15 a day. Mm-hmm. How is that $108 a day? In some experiments... That makes like this one where they had like get completely like 
be away from their place. They're kind of in this whatever. Stay there if you're a person you can't go, you know? Yeah. That makes sense why they would get paid a little bit more because, like, it's a pretty big and, like, inconvenience in a type of way mm-hmm. to, like, their regular everyday lives. Yeah. And so, like, that makes sense why they are, why they, you know, will get paid so much, but yeah. My glasses are there, yes. But yes, uh, inflation is that bad. Give me Anyways, um, the recruitment and selection. So as I said before, posted a, they posted a help wanted ad. Okay, yep. It's exactly what it said. Male college students needed for a psychological study of prison life. $15 per day for one to two weeks beginning August 14th. For further information and, applica- and applications, come to room 248 Jordan Hall, Stanford U. So that's what they put in the paper. Okay. Which not a lot of information. People, and many people said that they shouldn't have stated that it was about a prison, prison life. Okay. Because that can possibly the... bring into some questionable people. Oh, yeah. You know, prison life, like, what may be a guard, might be a prisoner, like, you know, what can I, you know? So yep. if you can already give them, like, have them be like, looking for, like, ideas or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so then... <clears throat> and so then there was, there was that. And then, so 75 men applied, and after screening, assessments, interviews, 24 selected to participate in a two-week prison simula- uh, simulation. The applicants were uh, predominantly white, middle class, and appeared to be physiologically stable and healthy. The group of subjects was intentionally selected to exclude those with criminal backgrounds, psychological impairments, or medical problems. Okay. So they're all starting out on a level playing field. They should. Yeah. They should be, but due to the ad... Yeah, it's you know, hard to say. The ad, I think for these, I think for the people involved experiments, um, they should be very obscure so that when they come into the experiment, mm-hmm. they don't have a preconceived notion or expectation right. of what they should or shouldn't do. Exactly. You know, they should just come in and be like, "Can okay, here." Yeah. This is what I was given, just be myself and da 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 Right. And call it, you know, call it a day. Oh gosh, this could have had a totally different outcome. If it was done properly, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, <clears throat> critics have, are, a critic, critics of the study have argued that selection bias may have played a role in the results due to the ad describing a need for prisoners and guards rather than a social physiological study. In 2008, Thomas Carnahan. Uh huh. Good old Tommy. Uh huh. And <laughs> Sam McFarland uh-huh. argued that those who applied to participate already had traits associated with abusiveness. Oof. Oh, I. Oh. Mm hmm. Ick. This is actually mm-hmm. disgusting. Of these few things: aggression, right-wing authoritarianism, Machiavellianism. That's actually someone's name, based off of this. Machiavellianism. Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, social dominance, orientation, and narcissism. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I looked into all of these. Yeah. And I'll tell you their definitions here in a second. Okay. Uh, I got flashbacks because it reminded me of a certain somebody, but we're not going to go oh, um, Would be high in those who volunteered for a prison experiment. Further, low dispositional empathy and altruism. Altruism. There you go. Would also uh, be indicated to someone who would volunteer. Okay. So. That's actually, this is disgusting. In case people didn't know what these were, I did go. I just stabbed myself with this table. Ooh, ouch. Ow. Um, <laughs> I did go and look up all the definitions to uh, all these words. All right, let's hear them. So aggression <laughs> is hostile and, and antagonistic behavior, often with the intent to cause harm, mm -hmm. although it can be channeled into creative and practical outlets for some. Yeah, aggression which, is a fairly normal human right, emotion. Would you consider it an also, emotion? Huh? Would you consider it an emotion? It's aggression. Not, it's like it's not quite. An, it's like an outcome of an emotion. It's like it's a behavior. Yeah, it's a behavior caused by frustration. But it's a fairly normal human thing. It's a, it's normal, and like you said, most people find ways to have an outlet of aggression, mm -hmm. whether it's. Without harming a, other whether people. Whether you hit a boxing bag, you draw something, you write right. in a journal, mm -hmm. you go and spin some clay, you go and you dance, you know? Yeah. There's, there's lots of different ways to, ways to, to deal with this problem, yeah. to deal with aggression than hurting people. Yes. Right wing authoritarianism. Okay. In psychology, it is a personality type that describes oh, somebody who type. is highly submissive to their authority figure acts aggressively in the name of said authoritarian authorities and is con as com conformist in thought in thought and behavior so these are like the religious zealots the yes and like you said it's his right wing okay mm -hmm. Which, well a lot of people see trump as god so you know right wing <laughs> okay I'm sure everyone in there has something <laughs> to do with this one, okay? Listen, there's a lot of right-wing people who are able to think rationally. critically and rationally, yes. But there's Some, also a lot of not all, a, not lot a lot of psycho people <laughs> out there Correct who the just give everyone a bad name. Correct. But you know, there's crazy people on both sides. Yes, there's Under, there's crazy there's left people on every side. <laughs> I am not disagreeing. Yeah. I am nuts agreeing because there is nuts on each side, and I've seen it, and I've been mm -hmm. like, y'all fucking nuts. Yep, and, yep. <laughs> nah, I'm just here. Anyways, mm -hmm. then the Machiavellianism. Machiavellianism, yep. Uh, is a personality trait characterized by interpersonal manipulation, indifference to mortality, lack of empathy, and a strategic focus on self-interest. I had to read, uh, what's that book? The Machiavelli book. I gotta look it up. Um. So like, I I'm gonna find it now. Cause I thought this was very fucking interesting. Uh, I was gonna look at it on my iPad, but um, my daughter is currently uh taking it over. <laughs> I have it pulled up on like my tabs in my iPad. <laughs> oh shoot! What would I had to read one of them, and I don't remember which one I read. But he wrote a lot of books, and 
they're highly um, critiqued because they all kind of have this similar message of well, yes. what and you so just then, said. Yes. So, and it has to do with the dark tyrant. Tri- tri- triad? I think it was the prince. Dark triad. So basically this triangle is of narcissism, Machiavellianism, and a uh, sociopath. Okay. Very, very scary. <laughs> this is a very not good thing to have. That's a bad combination. It's a very, it's <laughs> very, very not. I had to look deep into that because I was like, triggered, but like. My question is, is Machiavellia, Machiavellianism, I can't even say that anymore now. Is that a psychological diagnosis? Not or is it just I like a personality it's like a trait? Personality trait. Okay. Like, okay. Because that's um, kind of the difference then between the other two things that is the triangle, right? Because the other two things are actually are psychological psych- yeah, conditions. These, from what I saw, it doesn't look like it didn't look like it was like a diagnosed trait mm-hmm. or anything. Okay. But it's a very, very as someone who's been with a narcissist, this makes a lot of sense. But like he literally did not care. Yeah. He, he don't care if it's like he needed, he needed to mm-hmm. uh, make sure I'm okay to care of my feelings. No, dude, that's not how relationships work. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So social dominance orientation is a personality trait measuring individual support for social uh, hierarchy and the extent to which they desire their in-group be sub- superior to out-groups. So basically, also, triggered by this too as well. <laughs> um, so basically, they, they're so, they say they don't care what people think about them, but yet they care but that the they most. They care the most, because yeah. Because they want to look like this perfect family who's loving mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. person who's loving and well, this and that and even if it's like falling apart on the inside no one can know mm-hmm. no one can know no one should know and even if you don't want to be there you have to keep up appearances because you need to look better than everybody else right it's almost like a defense mechanism though yeah is you have to and you have to up everyone around you yes you have to be, you and your family circle have to be the best Yes. And if you're not, whoever, you know, to them, it's never a them problem. That they it's always someone something. else's it's problem. It's always yep. someone else's problem. Yep. And so, like, that's, unfortunately, because I watch a lot of true crime, mm-hmm. uh, that seems to be a very big thing in a lot of, um, like, domestic violence and spousal murder the art of war is the one i've read sorry yeah and so like you know like that it it makes sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) because as soon as like someone tries to leave or whatever that brings their their higher they bring that brings their their thing down yeah that makes them below Mm -hmm. the people on there who are not in you know in their group so like it causes a problem for them (laughs) right and then good old narcissism. Oof. If you don't know what that is, it's a self-centered personality style. What was that? 
she's clearing her throat. Um, <laughs> um, it's a personality style criticized as having excessive preoccupation with with oneself and one's own needs, often at the expense of others. Yep. Basically, you're a shitty fucking person. Yep. Get therapy, bitch. Yep. That's all I can say. Anyways, yep. um, they're weights, baby girl. And then they talked about empathy. And you feel what that is. It's the capacity to understand or feel what... Uh, well, isn't that kind of the definition of a narcissist? Is someone who can't have, have empathy? They don't yeah. Have any. No. Or is that more like getting into sociopath? That's more of a sociopath. Okay. You know, some narcissists do have, ooh, sorry, bro, do have empathy to a certain extent, but it's not a lot. Okay. It's not a lot. Okay. Or if any, really, but like yeah. it's really not a, it's not a lot. Um. And then altruism. Altruism. Yep. Altruism. Is the principle and practice of concern for the well-being and or happiness of other humans or animals. Should we get out? Yeah. Ooh, she girl. was just doing squats. Keep that muscle. Yeah. Don't hit me with those. <laughs> Psycho. Why do you see people doing squats? I'm so confused. Okay. <laughs> oh, there she goes. Go, oh, mama, go! Yeah! <laughs> of the basement that does not seem that big to me it isn't compared to what all they said was here yeah it doesn't seem that big you know mm-hmm. um uh the basement of the jordan hall stanford psychology building uh the prison had two fabricated walls one at the entrance and one at the cell wall to block of uh, observation each cell seven foot by ten foot was unlit was intended to house three prisoners and had a cot with mattresses a sheet and a pillow for each prisoner prisoners were confined to where were confined and were to stay in their cells and the yard all day and night until the study was finished in contrast the guards were to stay in definite uh, in a different environment separate from the prisoners and I go, duh, that's mm-hmm. that's how that goes anyway. Right. <laughs> so That's kind um, of the main thing of the experiment. <laughs> right. <laughs> the guards were given access to special areas for the rest uh, for rest and relaxation. The guards were told to work in teams of three for eight hour shifts. The guards were not required to stay on site after after their shift. See, honestly that's where I think things can also go bad because like I understand, like, yes, they're guards, and, like, 
guards have free will and can go wherever. Mm-hmm. But like, they're in an experiment. Yeah, they're they need to be put into like separate rooms or wherever, but not be able to go and or like, have like a hotel or something. Something of like yeah. that sort where they where you guys take them to and from or something. But like, I just don't feel like they should be able to. I just don't think they should be able to just go and be, like, wherever, you know? That doesn't right. make sense, like, you know. Well, it's contaminating the experiment. Like, they're gonna... someone, they get outside, like, oh, we should do this to them. Right. Like, I've seen this in a movie, I've seen this right. on the show, you know? And it's, like, stuff like, it's just stuff like that where I'm just like, mm, that doesn't seem right to me. That seems a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is kind of weird. It's a bit weird, it's a bit much, and it's not, also just not ethical. Right. Like, uh, Zamboro took on the role of superintendent, and an undergraduate research assistant, David Jaffe, took on the role of the warden. Both of you are shitty ass people because you were there to protect the people there, and y'all mm-hmm. didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, but also if these people were handpicked because they were psychotic. aggressive and exactly. Narcissistic and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not sure what you expected. Digitized record of recording available on the website were widely discussed in 2017, um, particularly on where Warden Dave and Jeff uh, Joffe tried to influence the behavior of one of the guards by encouraging him to to participate more and more tough for the benefit of the experiment. Dude, Jeez. unless that is part of your variable, Thank you. like that's one Rabbit. of your variables is to have Rabbit. direction from the warden, you know, you guys got to talk from prisoners or whatever, <laughs> you can't do that, you know, like you have to like, like there's no independent variable here, you know, right, like, right. Because some wardens are like, gotta be tough. Or some wardens are like, yo, we gotta, we gotta ease up and not be so, you know. You have to have the variables and they don't have the variables. Like, at all. Yeah. And it's just, it's obnoxious. Um, it's a panda. So, orientation. Uh, the researchers held an orientation session for the guards. Do you know what it is? Ariel. What is it? A ladder. <laughs> Can you chill? Thank you. No, watch. She's gonna fall asleep in the car on the way home. Yep. Um, the researchers held an orientation session for the guards the day before the experiment began, during which the guards were instructed not to harm the prisoners physically or withhold food or drink. Is. But to maintain law and order, okay? That was supposed what they were told during the orientation. Um, the researchers provided the guards with wooden batons to establish their status, de-individuating clothes similar to that of an actual prison guard, so khaki shirt, khaki pants, what the guards are wearing. Okay. Um, and mirrored sunglasses to prevent eye contact and to create anonymity. I'm not sure how anonymous you can be with these people because, like, they're if they're in your face, you know. I don't yeah. Know, very distracting. 
Based on recordings, the guards were instructed by the resourcers to... But yeah, so they were they were told to to disrespect the prisoners. Yeah. In what? In what They're given world, free reign to be as cruel as they want world, to be. In what world? You go into a prison system. So I can tell you, tell you, they don't go in and you start disrespecting them, and that they don't start disrespecting you right away, mm-hmm. unless you're an awful human who hurt children. Right. You're. They're gonna treat you as like a person still. I mean, yeah, you're locked up and you have to follow certain rules and protocols, but like, I'm not gonna automatically walk in there and be like, sometimes, yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Some guards are like that, yes. My mom said that a, quite a few times, same with my brother. Some guards were just instantly rude and disrespectful and mm-hmm. an asshole. Because it's those people who have, have been handpicked for this yes, experiment. exactly. Yeah. But then there are the guards there who are... You're human, I'm human, you made a mistake, you fucked up, you're serving your time, you know, we're going to be around each other a lot, like, we need to cohabitate together too, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, you know, there's that. Yeah. My mom saw both of that. Luckily for her, most of the people around her were chill and they were cool and they weren't assholes, which is... Nice, yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Um, and they were also, also referred to by numbers and not names. Mm-hmm. And yes, in prison, you do get a number, an identification card, usually. But like, but still, on day-to-day basis, more times than not, you're referred to by your last name. Mm-hmm. That's how that goes. You're not just referred to by a number, referred to by your last yeah. name. Because you're still a human. You're not a number. You're still a human. It's, it's respectful to, for, for people to their names. Right. Like they said, they were told to disrespect them. Well, and like the prison system too has this, uh, the real life prison system has this weird, uh, what is it, like a, I can't think of words now, but they try to say that they're reformatories. Yeah, they're rehabilitation. Or yes, when that's not the case I at mean, all. Some people but... have been rehabilitated, and put those are the people that, um, put in work to do that so. put in the work and go to the programs and go to the mm-hmm. classes and use you know that those people are like going to this. prison itself might for some people be like a wake-up call to start that yes but the prison itself i don't think does anything to rehabilitate it depends on the prison because prisons true. are privately owned that's they true are privately owned they're not unless you know federal is not privately owned mm-hmm. but like prisons are privately owned so like Certain prisons are better to go to than others. Mm-hmm. And that's just been, like, from seeing from my mom's uh, husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's been at some good ones where they're like, yeah, we get it. But he's also been to some really fucking bad ones. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I think there need there definitely needs to be more rules and regulations on what can and cannot happen. Mm-hmm. You know, in the prison system, which is why yes. I'm kind of like sixty days in, because I feel like the the ones that are that they get involved with are actually trying to be better. Yeah, but like that's also like for jails though. Right. That's not for like really in like prisons and shit. Right. Prisons, for the most part, I think are set up to keep people away from society. Yes, because. If you're in jail, you're in there for a year or less. Yes. If you're in prison, you're in there for murdering. <laughs> uh, if you're not just murdering, you'd be no, in it's there like for anything, like, but like yeah, 
it is a different are in there for drug related charges oh yeah petty which is so stupid i'm sorry first of all it is weed no one's gonna die well and also no one's gonna die from smoking weed well and also too i don't think that drugs should be looked at as criminal i think it should be looked at as people need help yes but then, then I've also seen on that end too, though, with mm-hmm. my brother. You can't help people unless they want to be exactly. helped. Exactly. And that's the hard part. Yeah. But locking them up in prison where they can still get access to said drugs mm-hmm. due to crooked doesn't help, yeah. guards or whoever or people's yep. family members who smuggle shit in during visits, like... Mm-hmm that's the problem like yes they are there's the rdap program in certain prisons which should be in every prison which is a drug treatment thing that you that you do and stuff okay um it's not offered for everybody unfortunately but i feel like if they have a drug problem it needs to be offered for more than more people than they're actually that it actually is offered for right now yes um and all that and it's very hard to get into it like you literally have to get like the judge needs to say you need to go to the RDAP program. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that, that should be allowed for everyone to go. Yes, it should be open enrollment. <laughs> yes, and it's very, like, and it's very strenuous. It's a very strenuous thing. You have to do certain things every day and get up and da-da-da-da and say this and that and all of that. Yeah, if someone wants to do that, why would you deny that? So, okay, let's see. Um... According to Zimbardo, uh, was intended to diminish the prisoner's individuality with no control. Prisoners learned that they had little effect on what happened to them, ultimately causing them to stop responding and give up. Right. That's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. But and it, I'm just like, that doesn't... But that happened, like, quicker than he anticipated, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shit hit the fan real fast um Zimbardo, was ex- uh, Zimbardo explained that the guards were instructed to be to, were instructed to e- exert power over the prisoners but to not physically inflict harm on them but to make them I don't know who this is but um but to make them feel like they are actually in prison Right. Like that is the point. Yes. Do not inflict harm. They're told not to withhold mm-hmm. food and water and like all that shit. Right. Um. In 2013, Peter Gray stipulated uh, demand characteristics of participants participants guessing which behavior researchers wanted. Uh, guards' behaviors were implica- were implicably condoned as neither Zimbardo or uh, no uh, no research assistants intervened. So when they saw them doing this that they were told not to do, yeah, they just let them do they it. They let them do it. They didn't step in. They weren't like, mm-hmm, sorry, Oof. you know. Yeah. Um, which, like you said, if you don't step in and something that can't, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. They're not gonna think that. It's they're not gonna okay. keep doing it, right? Well, they didn't come in there for that. What else can I do? Yeah. That's a problem. Yep. You don't want to do that. Yep. Um, they argued that Zimbardo did not 
so this is something else. That Zimbardo did not like to party mm -hmm. and conducted this experiment to explore how situations influence behaviors, but rather he wanted to demonstrate the, per the prison guards are already abusive and prisoners are already submissive, is what he thought. Uh, he just thought people would automatically jump into these roles. Okay. And I'm all like... But you're also casting, for lack of a better term, these roles on people who already fall into those categories. Right. You're a psychology teacher. So you're skewing <laughs> the results already. You're literally a psychology teacher. Yeah. You shouldn't have been the ones to conduct the experiment. No. Well, not well. You shouldn't have been the ones to um, pick the participants. Right. Like, they should have to come in. It's it. it the way that this all happened too fast. Yeah. Because you should have, they should have had to have gone to like a, a, a doctor and have to assign forms to release. What? You okay? You okay? You okay? Be careful, okay? You, you should have had them have to go to a doctor and get cleared by a separate psychiatrist and doctor other than Zimbardo to um to be in this and have proof of there that there's no mental health illness or whatever but like zimbardo also like so like they should have been a third party should have looked into these people and picked these participants out zimbardo and his people shouldn't have done that mm -hmm. it's like you said they picked out the people that show these characteristics knowingly or unknowingly that's what happened mm -hmm. and someone else should have been involved in picking up these people yes i um, agree <clears throat> so carlo prescott he was their prison consultant um in 2005 article was published by carlo in the stanford daily explaining that the antagonistic tactics used by the guards were ones that he experienced during his time spent in san quentin he shared each one in detail with researchers prior to the experiment. In Prescott's opinion, the participants in the experiment, having no experience as a prison guard, could not have acted in the ways they did unless they had been told of the explicit details of the actions uh, of the actions they took. Which that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen having a prison consultant being like, hey, what did you experience? How was it like there for you? What was the setup? Which is very common. You're in a small room. I mean, it's lit. It's not completely unlit. It's lit, you know, with some light. And it's usually three to a room, sometimes four, small quarters or whatever. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Get the actual feel of how like, a prison cell is set up. That's great. Right. You need that. But then asking him how the guards acted, that shouldn't have been done. Yeah. Because, like you said, you he told you these the stuff in explicit detail. Right. And then the guards acted as such. So you told the guards what he told you. Oof. Not okay. No, there is so much wrong with this. Oh, my gosh. So much. Okay. So then... Do you want it? Yeah. You want you want to eat it? Okay, um, <laughs> Zimbardo states that he doesn't think Carlo wrote the article, 
but was written by a screenwriter and producer, Michael Lazaro, who unsuccessfully, unsuccessfully attempted to get the film rights to the experiment. Okay. In Zimbardo's approach... I was looking it up. There is a movie now. The, yeah, in 2015. Okay. Yeah. In Zimbardo's opinion, which I feel like he... Sh- I think he himself is a narcissist because yeah, his comments back to people. Well, it kind of sounds like, too, he was trying to, like... He deflects everything. He has an excuse for everything. When it kind of sounds like this whole experiment was, like, a way to um, kind of take blame off of himself for things that he's done. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, uh... Yes, he doesn't think that uh, Carlos can write... As well as this article was written. Interesting. And I'm like, I'm sure he had some help. But, like, he also... A lot of prisoners are just smart. Let's not yes. get sick. Yep. So. Uh, so, yeah. So, Saturday, August 14th. The setup. Mind you, they put an ad in the paper at the beginning of August. Okay. It's been 14 days since they've Two weeks. interviewed everybody. Selected them. And all that shit. Okay. This setup. So the cell block was made, you know, made participants have been assigned a guard role, attendant orientation, where they were briefed and given their uniforms. Saturday, August 15th, day one. Oh, they also signed contracts. Okay. About things that, maybe, you know, you could leave at any time, you could, you know, whatever, you could be done, da, 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 whatever. Yeah. Basic stuff, legality reasons. Yeah. Um, the prisoners who were assigned a prisoner role were mock arrested by the local Palo Alto police at their homes or assigned sites. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and the participants were intentionally not informed that they would be arrested. This as is... the researchers okay. no, 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 wanted no, no. to come as a surprise. No, that's not okay. Ariel, chill out. That's not okay. No, that is not That's okay. That's not okay. That is not okay. This was a breach of the ethics of Zimbardo's own contract that they all signed. Oh. Straight away, day one. Right away. Right away. Oof. No, you can't. Seriously? Mm-hmm. Like, be for real. Mm-hmm. Um, they were charged with armed robbery, burglary, burglary, burglary. Yeah. Uh, and then penal code, penal codes two eleven and four fifty nine. The Palo Alto police assigned uh, assisted in a full simula- uh, simulated arrest okay. with full booking procedures at the headquarters, including um, reading of the Miranda rights, fingerprinting, taking mug shots. Everything was recorded by a local San Francisco uh, TV station reporter. Followed okay. them all through this, and I'm like, damn, y'all. And they had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. They thought they were just going to go there, whatever, and then be, you know, just like, that's what it was. Right. But instead, they're getting arrested by, you know, maybe like, you know, mocking, but like by actual police officers. Um, meanwhile, three guards prepped for, uh, for the arrival of the inmates. The prisoners were transported to the mock were transported to the mock uh, jail prison. Well, they say they call it the Stanford County Jail. Yeah. But it's supposed to be a prison. But jail and prison is very different, so I don't know what. 
yeah. exactly they were going here. But with sirens and all. So they're flying down. Jeez. With some, why? Ridiculous. What is the theatrics for? I suppose to make it seem as real as possible, but, but at the same time, then, you're like... you're being transported from the jail to prison for your final place for however long. They don't use lights right. and sirens. They right. literally just drive there. Right. Normally. Yeah. In a community, in a, in a school bus or a I suppose it's probably van. to scare them, right? But, like, you already did that when you arrested them. Right, but it's, I think, <laughs> I don't know. This Breach st- of ethics. Yeah. Just, that's all, that's all that it is. Um, so when they got to Stanford County Jail, they were strip searched, given new identities and uniforms. Mind you, their uniforms were like a smock, uh-huh. a dress, okay? Yeah, I've Prisoners seen, I've seen the pictures from them. ill-fitting up. smocks without any underwear and stockings. Yep. Caps and stocking caps as well as a chain around one ankle. Ridiculous. Let's be real. Yeah. The only time people are in ankle chains is when they are high risk, so they can't run away. Mm-hmm. It's a very outdated... They don't use ankle chains. If anything, no. you have your hands chained in front of you around your waist like this. You yep. really can't get the fuck out. Yep. You're not... Your ankles aren't chained, chained together unless no. you're very, very much a flight risk mm-hmm. in a very, very intense high-profile person. Right. Like, let's be fucking real people. Alright, so that was all day one. Okay. Monday, August 16th. <laughs> day one. <laughs> day two. We're already an hour in, by the way. I know. Okay. Okay. Guards refer to their prisoners by their identification number and confine them to their small cells. At 2.30 a.m., the prisoners rebelled against the guards waking wake-up calls and whistles and clanging of batons. For one, why the hell are you waking up at 2.30 in the morning? Torture. I mean, they that's what this get, experiment was. But that's not what happens in prison life. Right. They get up at 6 a.m. to I do think, count. I think we can <gasps> safely say at this point this was not a prison experiment. This was a torture experiment. Um, prisoners refused to leave their cells to eat in the yard. Ripped off their name, uh, their inmate number tags, took off their stocking caps, and insulted the guards. In response, guards sprayed fire extinguishers at them oh. um, to reassess control. The three backup guards were called in to help regain control of the prison. It hasn't even been 24 hours. Oof. And this is what's happening. Oof. They don't use the fire extinguishers in no. prison. What, is wrong what with the people? heck? Oh my god. Guards removed and guards removed all the prisoners' clothes. So they were just naked. Oof. <laughs> um they removed mattresses and sentenced the main instigators to time in the hole, which is a closet. Oof. Um the attempt uh they attempted to dissuade any further rebellion using psychological warfare. One of the guards said to the others, uh, these are dangerous prisoners. Oh, gosh. They didn't want to get up at 2.30 in the fucking morning. Right. That's unrealistic for what? They're dangerous because that's how you made them. Like, Literally. first of all. Yeah. Day three. 
In order to restrict further acts of disobedience, the guards separated and rewarded prisoners who had minor roles in the rebellion. The three spent time in the good cell, where they received clothing, beds, oh, that's terrible. and food denied to the rest of the jail population. After 12 hours, the three returned to their old cells that lacked beds. Guards were allowed to abuse their power to humiliate the, the inmates. They had them count off and do push-ups, restricted access to the bathroom, and forced them to relieve themselves in a bucket in their cells. Oh, gosh. Three grown-ass men. Yeah. Using the bathroom in their cell. Just a bucket. They're being denied food. So you know they're dehydrated. Yeah. So you know that shit smells. Yeah. Everything smells. Yeah. Smells. Oh, gosh. Prisoner 8612. The first prisoner to leave the experiment was Douglas Corpy. After 36 hours, he had an apparent mental breakdown. He yelled, Jesus Christ, I'm burning up inside, and I can't stand another night. I just can't take it anymore. Upon seeing his suffering, uh, his suffering research assistant Craig Haney released him. In 2017, he said that, he, that it was fake, and he did it so he could... Uh, uh, so he could return to studying for his <laughs> graduate record exam. Exam, <laughs> which they are in college. So I mean, right, sense. right. Uh, he had originally thought that he would be able to study while in prison, but the prison staff wouldn't allow him. Which also is not realistic because they are, you're allowed to study and you're allowed to have these books and get your degree or whatever while you're yep, in prison. Yep. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> He regrets that well, he didn't file a false imprisonment charge at the time. In 2018, Zimbardo responded to responded that he so had like to treat stuff. the breakdown as real and release him. He also believes Corpy's sensitive interview was a lie. Because in a 1992 documentary filmed about the study, Quiet Rage, Corpy asserted that the experiment had deeply affected him and and that it led him to become a prison psychiatrist. Which, he could have faked it, but also could have had, you know, somewhat of those feelings as well, because, like, what the hell? They've already been through a rebellion and been sprayed with fucking fire extinguishers and their shit taken away. Yeah. Like, let's be for real. Is Zimbardo still alive? I don't know. Look, yeah, he's 89 years old. Mm. Right you were an oh gosh, he still taught at Stanford. Are you serious? Yeah, wow. he re- he retired from Stanford after working there for fifty years. Wow. Wednesday, August eighteenth, day four. Uh, witnessing that guards divided prisoners based on their good or rebellious behavior, the inmates started to distance themselves from one another. Rioters believed that other prisoners were snitches and vice versa. Others saw the rebel rebels as a threat to status quo since they wanted to have their cots and clothes again. So they've been naked since Jeez. since day two. I mean, we've pretty much already established it's Complete, not a prison experiment, it's a torture naked. experiment. Yeah. Um Prisoner eight nineteen, we never get his name. Okay. Began showing symptoms of distress. He began crying in his cell and uh a priest was brought in to speak with him, 
but he declined and asked for a medical doctor. After hearing him cries, Zimbardo reassured him of his actual identity and removed him. When prisoner 819 was leaving, the guards conjoined the remaining inmates to loudly, repeatedly decray that 819 did a bad thing. So now you're humiliating people. Well, it's not only and humiliation, it's almost like brainwash. Oh, 100%. Like saying that he did a bad thing when, no, he didn't do anything. Y'all did a bad thing. Yeah. Y'all did a bad yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, August 19th, day five. Tuesday was scheduled for visits with friends and family. Zimbardo and guards made visitors wait for long periods of time to, to see their loved ones, which that is true. It takes yeah. so long to get into a prison. Yeah. Uh, only two visitors could see any one prisoner and for only 10 minutes while guards watched. Jeez. Which, that's not realistic. You get at least an hour in those yeah. places. Yeah. Depending on if you travel far, they will give you up to four, I think, if you travel a far away. Okay. They'll give you an extended amount of time. And yes, guards are watching, but they watch from afar. Right, they're, they're not, not just listening in on the conversation. Right, so like you can tell your loves, like they can even like, tell like their parents, like, "Hey, this is like right. really fucked." Right, you know. But well, and also too, parents can tell. Parents grew concerned about their sons' well-being and whether they had had enough to eat. If you can see that after five days, mm-hmm. that's a problem because mm-hmm. you're starving because you're withholding food. Right, that's a problem. Um. Some parents left with plans to contact lawyers to gain early release of early release of their children. On this day, uh, his colleague Gordon H. Bauer arrived to check on the experiment and questions Zimbardo about the independent variables of the re- of the of the the research was, <clears throat> which he didn't have any. Right. He didn't have any. That's really frustrating. <laughs> or if he did, he didn't write anywhere, which makes no sense. He should have wrote it in your report because it's part of the scientific experiment what are your variables right and how were how did you do the variables you know yeah and then christina christina is she the hero Maslick, of the story Matt maslow okay she she did really good that's my <laughs> she also visited visited the prison that night and was distressed after observing the guards abusing the prisoners forcing them to wear bags over their heads. Jeez. She challenged Zimbardo about his lack of caring, oversight, and the immortality of the study. Finally, she made Immorality. Evident... Yes. <laughs> that word. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't... It just... We're just going. Huh? <laughs> uh, made, uh, she made it evident that Zimbardo had been changed by his role as superintendent into someone she did not recognize and did not like. Oh. So she made, she was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here, bro. It ain't but right. fucking up. Yep. And this ain't right. Yep. Because even in traditional prisons, if enough people, like, probably, enough people, like, say, hey, this is a problem, mm-hmm. the warden has to come down and talk to the guard and be like, show the fuck out yes. or get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, they have to. Yeah. Just like when my mom was down in Fort Myers, I literally, like, they weren't giving her meds or nothing, and you can do a federal welfare check, which yeah. 
they've been threatened to have done to them. Okay. But no one's done it until I did it. And they were shocked. Oh. And guess what happened? She got a fucking meds. Okay? Well, Don't fucking play with yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? So Friday, August 20th, day six. Due to Christina's objections, the parents' concerns, and the increasing brutality exhibited by the guards, Zimbardo ended the study on the sixth day. Should have been ended the second day. We dude. didn't make it a week, people. Didn't even make it, made it six well, days. Well, and what's very frustrating with that, too, is it was six days. Of torture. And that changed their lives forever, no doubt. From In such I a saw, short amount of time. everyone did need therapy. Mm-hmm. And they did supply the therapy. Yeah. But they all did go back okay. to... Right. Regular, regular life. Regular. Yes. I'm sure still affected by whatever, especially the right. prisoners. Right. Sure, they were still affected by whatever happened. Well, you say especially the prisoners, but even the guards, like, that's got to be hard to live with after the fact, right? Like, I mean, if you have a good conscience and a soul, <laughs> then yeah, you'd be like, wow, that was a bit much. That yeah. Was a lot. I shouldn't have done that. And if you're a smart person, you would go to therapy. If you're, a f- I think a lot of the reasons some people don't go to therapy, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I should say a lot of the reasons some people are afraid to look at themselves is because they're afraid the things they've done are really bad and they don't oh, want to yeah. face that or they don't wanna face the so they ignore incredible. it and pretend it never happened yep. and that's how they live with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Alrighty. So Friday, August 6th, you know, they were let, they all were, you know, let out guards and brought under the studies and brought gathered everyone in one room. Guards, warden, to end researchers to explain that it was ending. Okay. I'm sorry. But after that, why are you having them all come into one room? Yeah, that's just dangerous. Uh, Because if it was me, yeah, I would go up. If ever fucked me the most, I'm knocking them out. I'm, that's just yeah. That's just me, though. But <laughs> Especially after this exper- I don't... experiment. I don't think your brain would work that way. No, it probably wouldn't. You've been starved. You've been yeah. humiliated. You've been dehumanized. You're not thinking you that in the moment. You are thinking, I need to go back to my yeah. dorm, my house, wherever. Yeah. I need to eat something. Maybe a some few water. days after that. You I need to shower. <laughs> yeah. I need to be, I need to just go and just. Readjust to normal readjust life. Readjust to my life. Yeah. Um. Uh, he did arrange to have them all paid out in full. For the, mm-hmm. the full amount of two weeks, which at the time was only $210. Okay. But in 2020, that is worth $1,490. That's not bad. I could I could take that. Yeah, that's a lot more to make in two weeks anyway. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zimbardo then met for several hours. So, after they, like, hey, we're done, they didn't get to go home. He had them stayed there. He met with every single person mm-hmm. and had the briefing with them. I'm sorry. Let them go and take a break for a little bit, my guy. Yeah. Get their regular clothes back on. Eat something. Drink something. Get a shower. Mm-hmm. But no, you want to debrief them right away? No, give them a few days Dude, to them, debrief give themselves. Them, give them a minute, okay? <laughs> Let them get their thoughts together. Yeah. They're all jumbled from yeah. what you've caused. Yeah. Okay. It might do more harm than good at this point to like keep literally, yeah. um, um, and so, uh, 
So yeah, after you spend the pet, that's a, several hours of of uh, informed debriefing after taking talking to everyone separately. He brought them all together again, and had them share their experience. I'm sorry. What? What? No, that's not okay. You lucky you didn't have a riot then and there with all them people. And what are you doing? Yeah. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Why would you? That's abuse right there. That's mental abuse right there. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Right. And then, and then he had asked everyone to complete a personal retrospective to be mailed back to him. Dude, let it go. It was a failed experiment. Stop trying to it get something from it. It was literally failed. Yeah. Hey, you were awful. You're an awful person. It's awful. This shouldn't have been allowed. No. Shocked that it was allowed for so long. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're garbage. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not sorry on how you kept your job. Right. Um. Well, he's still alive, too. Yeah, and everyone was then invited back a week later. Talk about everything. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Let them go. Let them mm-hmm. get back to their class. They've missed a week of class. I mean, it might be good to like sit down and talk about it, but like also at the same time, it's only been a week. Right. You need to give them time to process what has happened. You need to give them time to readjust to their lives. You need to give them time to just, th- yeah. And plus, <laughs> now they have also on top of that, they have makeup work. Right. They've missed. They missed six a week days of, of college. Yeah. Week of college. Yeah. That's a lot in a week. Uh huh. Let them do them. Mm-hmm. Give them time. Right. Reconvene in a month. Yeah. Or when the semester ends. Right. You know? Yep. But, like, not when they're trying to get back into the spring of life. Right. That's not okay. No. Um, the experiment was perceived by many to involve questionable ethics, the most serious concern being that it was continued even after participants expressed their desire to withdraw. Despite the fact that participants were told they had the right to leave at any time, the researchers did not allow this. Oh. Although there was only limited ethical oversight after time, some aspects of the study were in contradiction of the contract that was signed. So, he didn't even follow his own damn contract. Right. Which is like, it's the hot mess. Fuck. That's so much more than I like ever knew about your this. Your own contract. Oh, then there's so much. And it changed, like it, it changed completely the requirements and the restrictions of the ethics of everything when it comes to using a person in an experiment. Right. Like the, the like someone re, uh, semi recreated this over in, uh, I believe, England somewhere. Okay. And. They only partially got the results. It was it was a very vague, vague thing, but like everyone was always mic'd up. Um, the cameras were following them around and all this stuff. There was a lot more ethics. There stuff, was a lot but... more ethics, and like they like they saw some of the behaviors, but not to the extent of what they saw with this one. Yeah, like the Stanford one. So, and of course, he had to come back. And said, well, of course they're going to act better because they know they're being televised. Right. And I'm all like, have you not seen the other prison shows? They know they're being recorded. They know that. And they'll still act however they're going to act. You know? Oh, okay, hold on. 
because I sorry my brain is like going all over the place <laughs> um but I think I remember last time I said Boy Meets World did an episode of um the Stanford prison experiment mm-hmm. they've done quite a few uh of the podcasts that I've been listening to from like the beginning of when they started they refer to like when someone was in like a cult someone was doing something like this and all like they like had multiple shows based off of real life events and yeah kind of weird. and i don't think it was boy meets world i think it was veronica mars but the actor who plays Sean yeah. in Boy Meets World was in that episode. And yeah. so that's why I'm thinking yeah, Boy Meets it World. It was always like Sean or someone like <laughs> that in Boy Meets World who like was like in like a cult and whatever and stuff. And they had yeah. to like go and like Feeney got all buff with people and stuff. So well, and for like, some reason I'm picturing what's his name too. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Is that his name? What's his name? Jonathan. Oh, who is that guy? Because he was in that episode too. Who does he play? Uh, one of the guards. Is it? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I was right. I don't know who that is. I can't see your face. He was a really big 90s heartthrob. Oh, yeah, him. I don't know why he's Mm -hmm. ugly. Um, (laughs) But maybe an unpopular opinion, but I don't know. But yeah, it was, I don't know, this experiment, me looking into this, I thought, oh my God, it's going to be you know kind of fucked up no it's really 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 messed up yeah really not okay yeah and i don't know i don't know how people survived that props to them Mm -hmm. i would have fought somebody i would have rebelled too i would have been 10 out of 10 not okay yeah it's that's weird it's weird that it like you just sat there and you watched it Good old humanity, man. You we are capable it. of such cruelty. Yeah. You watched them not be well, okay. Not only did he watch it, he or- he orchestrated the whole thing. Like, that was kind of his goal, was for them to not be okay, is what you were saying, right? Yeah, yeah, in a way, yeah. Like, that that's his goal. disgusting. <laughs> like, this is so sad. Yeah. This is very Ugh. sad. This is very not okay, and I don't appreciate it. Like... Ick. Oh, it's... I never thought like I you know I've heard of the I've heard of fucked up experiments, and oh, of course he tried to like play on the one where it's like if somebody lied or something or if you lie or something like that you shock somebody it's like a lethal shocking or whatever, mm-hmm. and they play like a recording of the sound of someone being like shocked or whatever. Oh, that's awful. It was there's some experiment like that. And, like, some people like, just didn't care. Some of them were all, like, uh, and, like, stuff like that. And so, like, I don't, I no one was ever, like, shocked, you know, but there I make people think that this person was being shocked. Yeah. On the other side of this wall, and there's no one there. Oh. And he goes, well, he was trying to compare it to that. I'm like, that was a controlled experiment. There was variables. It right. was ethical. It was da 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 No one was actually hurt. Right. Or harmed. Well, and psychological damage is a real thing, too, that was not taken into account at all in this experiment. (laughs) Like, aside from the physical harm. (laughs) Right. There's, you know, some physical, but, like... Oof. Yeah, that's gross. Not a fan of this guy. No. No, it's awful. 
it's very sad. And I'm so glad that we have stricter rules again for this stuff now. Well, and I think the this experiment is part of the reason we do. Oh, it's the the main reason why we yeah. do. This one, like, set it over the edge. And they, they even said that this, is, that this experiment solely by itself put in so many of the restrictions that there now is Ooh. and requirements and people are all like we can't even like reproduce this experiment to even try and get like a more scientific and ethical thing because, because of, you can't do you can't do what he what you did majority of what he did like, like right he, said, he broke his own ethical rules mm-hmm. day one That's by disgusting. arresting people and not letting them know that they were going to get arrested yep like, I don't know. Ugh, it is very gross. up, and I just saw that there's this video on Hulu about the world's scariest haunted house. No, don't want to. No, I. Oh, nope. That one haunted house. I think I know what you're talking Man, about, crazy guy? and I don't. No, nope. 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 Oh, yeah, we're going to get dark next time. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> this was dark. Yeah, but, yeah. We're getting dark, dark. Okay, okay, sounds good. I don't even know what I'm going to talk about next time. I'll figure it out. Area 51. That's what I should talk about next time? I don't time. know if you found it out there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I have a list of a bunch of things somewhere I know, that I've I usually like pick lists. from. Yeah, <laughs> I have a bunch of different lists all over the place. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> Well, that ADD. Was that, that was, was fun. Up. That was really disgusting. Let's not be trash humans. <laughs> Thank you very much. Be and better than you were yesterday. Yes, and you don't hear my daughter more because she did fall asleep on the floor. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed hearing her. She is kind of cute. Um, <laughs> she is a lot. And Tony, I am so sorry. Sorry, Tony. This is going to be a lot to edit. I am so sorry. She's really cute, though. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye.